The Koi Gig Pod. I'm laughing because I was listening to a conversation that the City Girls were having and they were just going on about this throw-in. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's our weapon in the World Cup. Subscribe to the feed in the OTB Sports app now. Now then, you're very welcome back. So Kyrie Irving, uh, sometimes uh, controversy flares up and new cycles being what they are uh, disappear just as quickly. But Kyrie Irving and the controversy has been bubbling away for two weeks now and showing no great signs of improving. Very happy to say, to explain all, we're joined by Shalise Manza-Young, columnist with Yahoo Sports. Shalise, great to have you on the show. Thanks for the time. Of course. Thank you for asking me. Could we just put, uh, I mean, for the non-basketball fans, could we put Kyrie Irving into context? Uh, First of all, he is a very talented player. Number one pick in the draft, uh, rookie of the year, was in a championship winning side with LeBron. He's 30 years of age now. Um, He is a seven-time NBA NBA All-Star. So he is a cut above your average player in the NBA. Correct. He is really the the physical on-court talent is certainly not in question. Um, But I think when you consider the fact that I think he now is on his ninth or tenth different head coach in a 12-year career, it sort of gives you an indication of um, Kyrie, the person away from the basketball court. And is there a a trend when it comes to, I'm presuming there have been falling out with various uh, coaches. Is, Is there a trend there? Is there a particular issue there? Yes, yeah, he's he's just known to be really difficult. He will glom on to something and just will not let go. At the beginning of this season with uh, the Brooklyn Nets, he said something to the effect of they didn't even need their coach. They were just, you know, the players could all just kind of take turns coaching, um, which gives you an idea of how much he respects the coaches um, that they had, they since have fired. They're the first head coach they started the season with and now just today announced uh, a head coach not even a dozen games into this regular season. Uh, they're already on their second head coach, and it's all under a cloud of you know, this Kyrie situation. The head coach that they were going to hire initially was Ime Udoka. Uh, if your listeners don't know, Ime Udoka is technically serving a suspension with the Boston Celtics for uh, inappropriate relationship and some other uh, things concerning women within the Boston Celtics organization. So the Nets in general are a mess and Kyrie just sort of seems to be emblematic of the mess that the franchise is right now. Okay, and we'll come to the wider controversies in a moment, but uh, within the locker room, whatever about uh, his coaches, within the locker room, would he have been considered popular with fellow players or problematic there as well? You know, I'm not 100% certain. Um, Kevin Durant, who is, you know, his teammate right now and really sort of brought Kyrie to Brooklyn, obviously under the idea that they were going to play well together um, and, you know, potentially win a championship together because, you know, again, they are two of the most talented players on the planet. Last year, Kyrie missed most of the year because he refused to get vaccinated. Um, And, you know, the NBA had rules about who had to be vaccinated. The city of New York had rules around who had to be vaccinated. So I think at this point, Kevin Durant Durant is a little exhausted Mm. Um, with the Kyrie experience. It's not really, uh, I think, at all what he signed up for or anticipated would happen when he asked, uh, you know, Kyrie to join him in Brooklyn. Mm. Uh, Generally, and we'll come to the current controversy in 
next. But he's this isn't the first time where his views on matters away from basketball have caught people's attention. Uh, you mentioned uh, he missed, I think, 35 games last year on account of not wanting to take uh, the vaccine. To be fair to him, he's far from the only person or sports person who made that uh, choice. But uh, certainly as well, a number of years ago, he came to prominence because he was a, a, a subscriber. I'm not sure if he still is to the theory that the earth is flat. Yes, yes. he. That was when he was with the Boston Celtics. Um, and that was a whole to do, obviously. It's interesting. It's, it seems like he, he, you know, deems himself a free thinker. And this is something, especially in a stateside, athletes, non-athletes, a lot of people uh, over the last couple of years have deemed themselves free thinkers. Um, and oftentimes, if you scratch down a little bit, it's just that they're either ill-informed, misinformed, or just haven't done the basic education of, you know, they're just buying into these conspiracy theories. And as you said, you know, he's not the only person to not get the COVID vaccine. He's certainly not the only person, at least in this country, um, to buy into some, you know, demonstrably false theories. Hmm. Um, It's just that his doing that, it it gets headlines. um, And he really just digs in. He will not concede. He does not like saying that he's wrong. Um, and I think that's part of why he's having the standoff. It's a big part of the reason why he's having the standoff now with the net. Okay, so these tendencies are well established. So this current controversy may be not a huge shock. This uh, really kicked off October 27th. He tweeted a link to a documentary on Amazon. Why is the documentary deemed problematic, Shalise? It just has so many factual inaccuracies. First and foremost, it it denies the Holocaust. You know, it has the denial of the Holocaust uh, very prominently within the movie. Um, Other anti-Jewish sentiment. And specific to playing for the Brooklyn Nets, there are 600,000 Jewish people just in the borough of Brooklyn alone. So, you know, it's, it's very difficult for the Nets, given where they are geographically, to support it, Not, which is not to say that he should get a pass if he was playing somewhere else, mm. because anti-Jewish hate um, should not be accepted anywhere. But, you know, Kyrie, as a black man, a black American man, it would be like if somebody came out and said, oh, here's this movie that just makes up the fact that chattel slavery did not happen in the United States. And we're just supposed to give them a pass as though that's not a demonstrably false situation. Like, it's provable that, you know, hundreds of thousands of black Americans were held in bondage slavery. And I would think that Kyrie, as a proud black man, as he proclaims himself to be, would be enraged if somebody said that that didn't actually happen. And so, you know, he's expecting people to give him a pass when he's promoting something that says that the Holocaust didn't happen. He has 17 million Instagram followers. He has four and a half million followers on Twitter. So the day after he tweeted the link and, and uh, uh, pushed the, the link on his, on his various social media channels, the Brooklyn Nets owner uh, shared his disappointment at the decision to post the link. And then I have a clip here just to play. I'm sure you've heard it several times over, but just for anyone who hasn't, uh, at a press conference three days after the link was 
tweeted and on his uh, social media pages. He was asked about it, naturally enough, in a press conference. And he got into this exchange with the ESPN reporter, Nick Friedel. So here's just a, a brief sense of Kyrie and the ESPN and reporter as they try and get to the bottom of um, why he was pushing this documentary. To follow up on the promotion of the movie and the book. Can you please stop calling it a promotion? What am I promoting? Put it out on your platform. But I'm promoting it? Do you see me doing, do you see By me in front of the, it out there, the people title? are going to say that you are promoting. Yeah, I put promoting. it out there just like you put things out there, right? Yeah, but I, okay. I, it's not You put stuff. things out there for a living, right? Right, but my Great. stuff is Great. not so let's move on. filled let's with move on. anti-Semitic Let's stuff. move on. Don't dehumanize me up here. I, I'm not, I'm not doing I'm that. Another You're human free to post I can what, post whatever I want, so say what, that and shut it down and move on to the next question. But Kyrie, you have to understand that by I don't have post, to understand anything from you. It's not me. Nothing. By posting no people that you're making up, bro. Move on. But by posting what you did. Move on, next question. Anybody Do you guys have any more questions from me? And they're going to say, you guys have any more questions? Because this is going to be a clip. Beliefs. This is going to be a clip that he's going to marvel at. Is this any more questions? But you're not answering the question. Oh, this, this is another answering your question. Oh, my God. Let's make another Instagram clip so we could be famous again. Next question. So I think that gives a good sense of the, the combative streak that you're talking about. It's fair to say, Shalise. And mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's, you know, I watched a, that press conference almost in full. He is a difficult to pin down. I mean, he is eloquent. There can be a flurry of words which don't always stand up to scrutiny. And even when he says to that journalist, don't de- uh, dehumanise me. I mean, it's such a, it's quite an effective tactic in the moment because it's, a, you know, it's kind of a surprising accusation and it almost stuns the journalist into, well, I'm not trying to dehumanise you. I don't even know what you mean by that. And and he's off again on, a, on you know, a different kind of flurry. Like, if he can't even acknowledge that uh, posting the link to the documentary is in some ways a uh, promotion of it, then like we've no no chance of getting into more complicated issues. You're 100%. You know, I think that in that moment, he was so hung up on the word promotion that he got very defensive over the semantics of it. You know, to you and I, if somebody, as you said, with the millions of followers on social media that he has, even if I put, you know, I've done this before um, on my Twitter and I only have like 27,000 followers and I will be like, oh, I really like this, you know, T-shirt company that I bought clothes for my, my children from. That is me promoting them, right? I'm not receiving money from them. I'm not receiving free T-shirts from them. I just, I think the quality is great. I think they make cute clothes, whatever the case may be. So, you know, I am promoting them. You know, that's just what it is. And by him putting that link out into the world with millions of social media followers, I think he was hung up on the fact that, you know, promotion usually has an exchange of money or an exchange of goods, and he didn't receive any money for that, for doing that. But, yes, it it is very – I can only imagine how disarming it would be, particularly because, you know, Kyrie is black, Nick Friedel is white, and to say, oh, you know, stop trying to attack my humanity or dehumanize me – Nick Fidel is asking questions, and you are not offering any sort of response. That's not dehumanizing you. That's asking you to be accountable for what you yourself put into the world. And so it was, you know, it's very, um, I'm not sure if you watched a couple of days later, he met with media again when he, supposed, when he was supposed to be apologizing because apparently, you know, the Nets had gone to him and said, hey, you should apologize. And he put something out on Instagram, but then when he got back in front of cameras, again, he was combative. And again, he was 
you know, saying that I believe what I believe and, and those sorts of things. And those two things, it's just very, very hard. Yes. You know, it's yeah. very hard. Um, as you said, you, you can't, you're not going to be able to have a discussion with anybody if this is how they're going to respond to being even just justifiably questioned in what they're putting out into the world. November 3rd, then, was a, an eventful day. So I think it's the press conference you're talking about where there was an expectation he would apologize and he didn't. And then the Nets uh, released a statement where they said, we were dismayed today when given an opportunity in a media session that Kyrie refused to unequivocally say he had no anti-Semitic beliefs nor uh, acknowledge specific hateful material in the film. This was not the first time he had the opportunity but failed to clarify and they suspended him. And then later that day, there comes uh, an Irving apology on his Instagram account in which he said, to all Jewish families and communities that are hurt and affected by my post, I'm deeply sorry to have caused you pain and I apologise. I had no intentions to disrespect any Jewish cultural history regarding the Holocaust or perpetuate any hate. I am learning from this unfortunate event and hope we can find understanding between us all. It didn't read to me like a post he had written uh, solely on his own there, I have to say. So he's obviously coming under immense pressure. Where are we now? So right now he is, um, the Nets said it would be a minimum of five games. And then they also gave him some conditions they wanted him to meet before they would allow him to rejoin the team. Um, Some people think, including the NBA Players Association, the union uh, that represents the players, they think it's a little bit heavy-handed. But also, I think he's gotten a lot of grace through this situation. You know, Adam Silver, the the NBA commissioner, who himself is a Jewish man, um, you know, he only met with Kyrie within the last couple of days, despite, you know, all of this happening previously. And the team gave him a lot of grace and opportunities to apologize, probably doing what they could to try to keep him happy because they know enough about him at this point of how he is going to react when he's backed into a corner. Mind you, it's a corner that he, you know, backed himself into essentially, but, you know, this is how he has responded in the past. And so, you know, I I do think, you know, he has to donate money. He has to meet with the Anti-Defamation League, which, um, you know, helps educate people about the Holocaust and anti-Jewish hate and things like that in the United States. When the ADL first asked to meet with Kyrie earlier this month, he sent his father and his stepmother, who I think play a role in representing him, and didn't wouldn't meet with him. And so at that time, he had sent, uh, I believe, a $500,000 donation to the program, and they sent it back and said, we don't want your money if you can't meet with us. And so I think he has to make a true faith effort um, this time to meet with the ADL, to meet with other Jewish leaders in the Brooklyn community, uh, and then also try to make that financial donation again. And there are a few other things that he's supposed to do. Um, so it's it's on him at this point. You know, and there are some people who, who think that the, the, um, the Nets are tired of him, and that's why they gave him the obligations that they did because they think he just won't do them and, and, you know, then they won't, he won't be the net problem anymore, essentially. Mm. Um, but then, you know, we'll see. I think it, it will depend on how important is basketball to him because I would have to believe at this point 
yes, he is talented, but how many teams are going to willingly take on a headache like that? Yes, and his timing has been particularly bad in that, in the fallout from uh, Kanye West's comments, there is Mm -hmm. much discussion about anti-Semitism in America. So, I mean, he couldn't have picked maybe a more sensitive period to have waded into this territory as well. And I think that that is playing a role. Um, Yes, Kanye is part of that, but just in general in the United States, there has been a significant uh, and very unfortunate rise in the number of anti-Semitic incidents um, in this country. And so it's, it just, it shouldn't happen, but it is something that is people are heightened or at least good people in this country are very aware um, and very sympathetic to what's happening because, you know, there are people who are being persecuted and who live in fear. If you speak to people who leave synagogues here in the United States, they have lists of security measures that they go through um, because they feel so vulnerable. And it's just so that they can worship, and it should not be that way at all. Um, And so, yes, his timing on the heels of the Kanye West situation um, was really terrible. But then the fact that he's really dug in. And the other thing that, you know, my friends who are uh, NBA reporters, they're not even convinced he's watched the actual movie because it's close to three hours long, I think. And, you know, he may have put himself in this whole entire mess for a movie that he didn't even watch all the way through. So it's, it's a mess all the way around, completely self-inflicted. Um, and now it's on him, if he wants to, to, to meet the steps that the Nets have laid out, and then they would let him return to the court. I mentioned uh, he was uh, a subscriber to the theory the earth is flat and in February 2017 he came out in this I think he in 2018 apologised and what he said was at the time I was huge into conspiracies and everybody's been there mm-hmm. which I thought was <laughs> I don't know if everybody's been there but we'll, we'll you know we I guess we we, um, we evolve over time but it showed a certain sense of being able to look back at a view he had and say okay I can see how maybe that was misguided so he does have that possibility uh there or that, that that ability to do that, um, what chance that he might reflect on this and in a very genuine way say the right things and mean the right things? Because based on every utterance over the last two weeks, aside from his Instagram post, uh, there's no sense of somebody who's backing down. And, you know, I'd, I'd be a very worried if I was in his camp, I'd be very worried at what he's going to say when a microphone's in front of him again at a game. I think that's really fair assessment on your part. And the other thing is now he's put himself in the position that even if he does give a sincere apology, which one of the conditions is he has to apologize in front of cameras and microphones, even if he does give a sincere apology, he's opened the door now that it will seem like he's not, Mm. you know, even if he attempts to give a sincere apology. I just, you know, it's one of those fool me once, fool me twice type of things. And he had two opportunities to denounce you know, the, the, um, that movie and that book, and he didn't do it. So he'll get a third chance at it, ostensibly. But, you know, as you said, he did come around on it, and hopefully he really does do research, and hopefully he really does listen to people and what this is, because, you know, as I wrote recently, when I wrote about Kyrie, there were parallels between the Jewish community and the black American community. You know, we were singled out solely for 
you know, black people were singled out solely for an immutable thing like their skin color and treated like chattel slavery in this country for decades, centuries, you know, and, and we still live with the long history of that. The current, it just hasn't gone away. You know, this isn't like in Germany where they've apologized, they've made amends. You cannot speak about the Holocaust like that. And in this country, you have people, because I write about race very often, I have people just yesterday because of something I wrote. I had a man who told me that racism happens because of me, and that if I stopped writing about race, then it would just magically disappear. This is how, you know, backwards some thinking is here when it comes to these things. So hopefully he can understand he you know, seems as though he wants to be very pro-black. And I am all for that. You know, I would love for him to be the person who every time the cameras are in front of him, talk about, you know, right now I live in Massachusetts. We just elected our first black female statewide executive just last night on Election Day. You know, um, Talk about the bad things that are still happening and baked into the system in the United States. You know, how banks are still paying multi-million dollar fines because they will not, you know, give mortgages to black families who want to buy homes. Do all of those things, Kyrie, but you don't have to put down the Jewish community in order to try to uplift the black community. And I think, I think, I don't know him, um, I'm just, you know, playing sociologist from afar, and I feel like that's a little bit where he's stuck is that, you know, you can celebrate black people, you can be pro-black, but it, it can't be at the expense of, you know, being part of the crowd of people who want to put down Jewish people. Uh, Shalise, people can read your work on Yahoo Sports. Shalise Manza-Young, thanks so much for your time. Of course. Thank you so much.